Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, Robbie Dillmore is uh, a little under the weather this morning, so you've got uh, me, Jerry Mathis from Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, and beside me here is Bob Young from 109 U Pulitzer Christian Car Christian Car Guy Junkyard Guy, uh, the man who knows it all when it comes to car parts, and uh, also singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? Coming in here the day after Christmas, you know what? It's kind of cool to me. I mean, I've had a, a few days, and Bob, I'm sure you're going to be able to share this also. Over the last few days where you're able to get with family, slow down. Well, I don't know if it's slow down. I think it's just sort of shipped into a different gear. The slow down part didn't really work. But, uh, you know, th- this past few days on Wednesday night, our church and our Sunday school class, Covenant class at, at, Cl- at uh, 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 Pinedale Christian Church, forgot what church I go to, uh, <laughs> went Christmas caroling. That's sort of what kicks off our, our Christmas season is the, the like the Christmas Eve Eve, we always go Christmas caroling, a lot of the shut-ins and people that are in hospitals and really have a great turnout. But I'm able to be with our Sunday school class and a lot of shut-ins. And then just being with family on 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 Christmas Eve night, going to church for our Christmas Eve service, and then, of course, Christmas Day, being with family, and then being able to wrap it up, being here with this family. Man, that's pretty cool. Well, I, I missed my kickoff this year. Last year, it was such an important part of my my growth and 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 what i needed was making the the night at church where they um, at our church we have a the contemporary band and the chancel choir and then we have kids and then we have a silent praise and we have handbells and they all get together for the past two years they've all got together and do one big production and it was just so awesome and last year i was just really in need of something to get me kicked into christmas gear but uh this year something came up and wasn't able to miss uh to make that and it really it really um watered me down a little bit to miss that it just kind of it that was just what did it for me but i got there but it just took a little bit to uh get there because i missed my my traditional onset of christmas you know yeah, we sort of get into that habit and stuff, and really, you know, and, and you think about it just a moment. You know, it's a, it's an opportunity, you know, that I think so many times we as believers and followers of Jesus Christ can sort of let slip by is the fact that, you know, sharing what our tradition is, but also sharing our faith with Jesus Christ, because this is a time in, in throughout the year that that you can talk about. It's it's pretty cool, and and you're you're not looked down if you talk about Jesus. Well, last year it was just such a big thing for me. I was sitting in there and, you know, I was just really having so many mixed emotions because I was like, wow, this could be the, my very worst Christmas ever and I'm just not really into it and I just don't know what to, you know, how to get myself kicked out of this funk. But I just kept thinking it was going to be horrible because I lost my mom the day after Christmas in 93. I lost my dad a month before Christmas in 11. And then I lost Rob uh, two weeks after Christmas in 14. And so I was sitting there last year like, there's just no way I'm going to have a good Christmas. 
you know, and I was really scrooged out pretty heavy. But uh, the kids and the program and the choirs and, and all the all the music and everything was just exactly what I needed. It was like God reached down and slapped me on the back of the head and says, hey, this is your most important Christmas ever because right here is when you realize that the fact that your son was saved and baptized six years before, I mean, six months before he passed away, just how important it is, and that all started Christmas. So it was just a great big thing for me, and that's, I think that's why I was so disappointed that I didn't make that this year. It was just something that we'd lined up and uh, couldn't get there. And uh, But what an awesome thing last year for me to get kicked off like that, and, and the fact that I remember you know, how important Christmas is and at the birth. It's where it all started, and that's where I get my peace of mind because there's just no way that uh, if I'm not 100% sure that uh, Jesus is the, the truth, the way, and the light, and that my son's baptism and, and uh, being saved and baptized, um you know, got his ticket punched and he's sitting up there in heaven waiting on me, then I'm probably not in as good a shape to function as I am today. Absolutely. And and just realizing, you know, that gift of Jesus Christ and what it means that, you know what, that does give us comfort. And, and like I said, it's just a great opportunity for us to be able to share our faith with others because it, you know, everybody's in that spirit. And, you know, how many times has somebody come up to you and not even being a Christian or just say, you know, what, what are you doing for Christmas? And if you can just tie that back into celebrating the birth of your Lord and Savior, man, what a what a great opportunity to do that. And so many times we let those opportunities slip by. And one thing about sitting here with Bob this this morning is, you know, this is a guy that, that I can tell you, I know his heart, and he doesn't let many of those opportunities slip by. And I'm I'm grateful to be able to call him uh, my brother and, 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 and what he does. And and another guy that's sitting at home, I know, listening to us this morning is Robbie, and, and he takes those opportunities also and doesn't just save them for Christmas. I kind of got a warning shot a few years. There was a guy I've been wanting to uh, talk to about God, and I just didn't know where he stood, and I didn't know what his beliefs were, and, and I knew that I was supposed to talk to him. Well, uh, lo and behold, he passed away, and then I, there I was. Okay, you told me I should check. You showed me I should talk to him. You showed me, told me I should, you know, see where he stood, and I didn't do it. But I went to his memorial service that day, and people were getting up and speaking and getting up and speaking, and I was going to have to leave a little bit early to make it to a youth group meeting. But uh, right before I left, one of the ladies got up, and, and her and her husband had talked to him, and uh, he was a believer, and, and, you know, he had accepted the Lord. And I kind of got let off the hook. But how many more times am I going to get let off the hook? If, if God lays it on me that I need to talk to somebody, if I need to try to make a difference in someone's life, then I pretty much better get on with that because nobody's promised tomorrow. And, and I got the clearest, clearest, clearest message about that. That was quite a few years ago. And it's just something that always stuck with me. You know, where would I be in my head if God hadn't let me off the hook and let me hear that lady say right before I had to leave that, you know, he was saved. And, uh, you know, it was just such a relief. Yeah, absolutely. One, and another thing this morning, you know, this is the Christian Car Guy radio show. So I thought 
you know, tie something into our automobiles. And, and as I was on my way up here riding, I thought about, you know, I'm sitting in the car, listening to the radio, and it made me sort of flash back to a memory, and, and I got plenty of these memories. But um, when we think about a time in our in our, our lives and with our families and stuff, some of the times, some of the only times we get together as a family without being all the obstacles of life being in the way is when we get into a car and I can always go back remembering growing up. I mean, I, I can tell you my dad was a provider, but he was not the guy who was there, the father who was there for all the activities. So the only time we really got together as a family was when we was in a car sometimes. And, and I can remember always getting in the car and riding to my grandmother's house. And, and I'm just going to share a story of that, and I'm, I've asked Bob to share, but also, uh, you know, this is a call-in show, so I'm going to ask you to call in if you have some of those memories. The phone number is 866-348-7884. Give us a call and share that with us. And, Bob, you got how, a memory? How far away was Grandma's house for you? You know, it wasn't, wasn't far. It was only about six or seven miles, but those that trip there and back, I mean, some I can remember – Listening to, to back in Winston-Salem area, the WTOB and WSJS, the AM radio, was the only thing you could get. But, you know, they'd also, you'd be looking up in the sky because they would give those uh, reports of where Santa was. And you'd be looking to, you just knew you could see him in the, you know, crossing <laughs> in front of the moon or a star or something. We lived all the way out in Dobson when I was, you know, younger, younger, up until the sixth grade. And, uh, you know, our grandparents lived in Henderson, in the Vance County area. So we had some lengthy rides, and uh, sometimes there's a little bit of uh, unjoyous stuff, but <laughs> around Christmas time, I can always be uh, remember being in the car with Mom and, and the Christmas carols on, and, and when that Silver Bells song came on, she was going to be singing with them, and, you know, she kind of inspired us to, to sing along with her, and that's kind of where I got my start on Christmas caroling. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with me. My mom loved to sing, and and we would all just join in there with her and stuff. And and you know, another another thing you always think about of is just thinking about the excitement of it. I mean, you know, why we were we were so excited for for Christmas, the gifts and stuff. And you know what? We still should be excited about the gift. Amen, brother. You said that exactly right. And we'll be right back. Remember, it's a call-in show, 866-348-7884. Now all of a sudden she started knocking down in the gym. She started to rock and I looked in the mirror. Red light was blinking. The cops was after my hot rod Lincoln. They arrested me and they put me in jail and they called my pappy to throw my bail. And he said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot ride, Lincoln. Well, I'm going to tell you what, uh, I don't know if I can think too many uh, Christmas <laughs> trips out in the hot rod Lincoln, but I remember the country squire wagons and and uh, the big old Chevy estate wagons and we had a huge Pontiac that I think you could have erected a gymnasium in it just was just so huge it seemed like and one of us could get up in the back window and sleep and the other one sleep in the seat the other one sleeping in the floorboard kind of across the little hump there and it was just seemed like a, a, a 
the, the whole house was on the road, you know. We just could get really comfortable because we had a, quite a long trip. And with three boys, you know, we never got rambunctious or anything. And mama never, <laughs> yeah. had, mama never had to give us the old stink eye, you know. And I'm sitting on top of this chair to stay out of it there. Getting deep in here. <laughs> <laughs> she could just turn around. And in the summertime, you know, when the sun was out real bright and she had those sunglasses on, one time she turned around and I could kind of tell I was getting the stink eye. I reached up there and raised her glasses up. <laughs> she got tickled, you know. I said, well, I just want to see that look, you know. Because, uh, you know, moms can freeze you with a look sometimes when you're a youngster. Yeah, and you know, when we was talking about those trips during Christmas, just loading up the car and going to grandma's or aunts and uncles or parents' homes and, and stuff. And, and, you know, I think really part of the society and the culture we live in you know we just don't do that i mean we do a lot of traveling but it's everybody's in different cars and and it's you don't have time to really slow down i mean it's just like christmas day i mean we have all this this checklist of things we have to get done and just you know i think really it's pretty cool if we can just take time to slow down be with family and enjoy that And that's what was kind of special about those trips is you was able to just just load up in the car and, and you were the world was sort of locked out and you could just enjoy being family. And now, of course, all the devices and stuff we bring with us, it's not quite the same. Oh, one of the guys in my church, when uh, everybody comes to his house for Christmas, he's got a basket over by the door and your device goes in that. And uh, I think it's just one of the coolest things ever, you know, to kind of get us back to the way things should be and used to be. It's, it's when you're together with family, you know, it just always kills me. You see a couple sitting at a table and he's on his thing and she's on her thing out of the restaurant or something, you know, enjoy each other's company. That device will wait. You know, you can catch up on that later, but he's, he's real emphatic about it. There's no exceptions to the rule. When you walk in the door at his house at Christmas time or Thanksgiving, either one, there's a basket over there and your phone goes in there yeah and and you know the the thing that i kind of is comical but it's so true and i don't even know what the commercial was for but there's a a commercial on tv that has a dad sitting between looks like maybe two twin daughters and they're both texting somebody you just see him just going at it and he's sitting there and he looks back and forth and he said are y'all texting each other and they say sure you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we wonder why communication skills are down huh absolutely you know and also this morning uh kind of switching gear a little bit and we're going to come back to it and talk a little more about it is um jesus labor of love and and sitting here with bob this morning i can uh, i don't know if he can remember back a few years ago got a call from uh robbie who wanted to have uh lunch with uh myself and bob and we went down on 109 and sat in a little restaurant and robbie wanted to share about something that god laid on his heart and what it was it was the jesus labor of love it wasn't i don't know if that was the name of it yet but uh he just envisioned that because he said you know there's just so many people out there hurting and needing help and is there any way that you know i just know there's a way that that through the Christian car guy, the radio show, and through people that have that same desire and that same passion and that same calling can help some people that are 
in real, real need and really don't have anywhere else to turn. And he pitched that idea to us. And, and Bob, where are we at now? Uh, <clears throat> it's come a long way, brother. It really has. And it was such an awesome idea. And I think all of us were pleasantly surprised by, by how many people jumped on board and, and were eager and, you know, had, had looked for an avenue to help folks. And uh, so many times, you know, people are have an idea, God lays something on them, but it stays back there on the back burner. And, uh, you know, until you jump in and grab hold and actually take a little chance and, and, and take a real crack at it, you never know what you can accomplish. But I don't think Robbie procrastinated any at all. I think as soon as it was laid on him, he jumped in there, uh, as I say, like a duck on a June bug. <laughs> and, and he just really went at it hard. And, uh, and, and I think that, you know, all of us were, were, were really amazed at how many people jumped on board and were ready to help out. Yeah, and you sit there, and over the course of time, and, and I don't know what the numbers are. I know Robbie has those. Of How many lives were able to be touched through this? And, you know, sometimes it's not really even the, the, the re- people that are receiving the help. I mean, you know, he's set up with prayer teams and, 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 and providers throughout this country and stuff. And you know what? God has a way of, uh, you know, ministering to all of us through it. And, and you know, it's kind of a— humbling to me when you when you just humble yourself to where god leads you what what he does for us i mean it's sort of that where you go away from something like that and you go you know what i was the one blessed so many times i think yeah i'm going to help somebody today and they're going to really receive something cool from that you know i'm going to help somebody out and countless times it has been when i get done i was like wow that was really a blessing for me and my very worst days that I have are when I get too tangled up on myself and in myself and with myself and all that. Um, you know, when I get too caught up in myself and I'm having my very worst day, that's when I need to find somebody to go do something for because that is the best medicine in the world for me. Yeah, and we still want to hear your stories of your trips in the car during Christmas or a holiday season or just a trip in the car and one of those memories. And also, we're going to sort of come back with a way that you can help with the Jesus labor of love because everyone that can hear our voice this morning, there's a place for you and a place that you can help. And we're going to encourage you to, to go where God leads you. Beside me at the wheel I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile Sometimes you uh, just wish you had an automobile to be riding along in and that, that's what Jesus labor of love is really about you know in, in a way is you know we live in a society now that 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 you just about have to have transportation to to almost function and stuff and we and, and all of us we're sitting here and that's something we take for granted and don't even realize the value that that car can can bring and give to you and just how much easier life can be for you. So many people, you know, don't really, if you live in the city and public transportation is available and all that, but for so many folks to get to the job and get to the grocery store and and just for the basic essentials of life, um, you know, especially if you're out in the rural areas, 
a vehicle is just just absolutely a, a necessity. Yeah, and we got, uh, like I said, we have opportunities for everyone to be able to help with Jesus' labor of love. And, and, and Bob just mentioned, you know, the how important that vehicle can be and stuff. And, and this morning, I'm going to encourage uh, you to go to the Christian Car Guy website, and you'll see there's a list of, of applicants on there. And it's, it's pretty... Uh, I don't know. It, it just really just rips my heart out when I'm sitting there reading over those. I mean, we have uh, like one of the first ones is applicant uh, 513. It's a single mother who is being diagnosed with breast cancer and, and, and had started her treatments and trying to file for disability and has a son that's really basically having to support the family. And now all of a sudden car is down and just just having to get that to. Uh, you know, that request and stuff, and it, that's a huge request and stuff, and I don't know how we'll be able to help that, but you know what? One thing we can do is, and I'm going to come back to that in just a moment, but, you know, also I've got, we got applicant, uh, you know, another 511, who's a 68-year-old woman is living on a set income that's also, you know, car trouble and, and needing to be able to to help and stuff, and, and the list just goes on and on. I just when we first started, when Robbie first started this, uh, there was we hadn't set it up where people could help financially, and you know some people may be out there listening. Well, I don't have a garage. I can't work on a car. I couldn't do any of this labor or anything. But you can help. Every absolutely everyone can help um, with our cause by just donating. Um, I was so, so, so tickled when Robbie came and, and shared his idea with, and, and we met together as a group and had some people that had a little more insight into some of the areas that we weren't quite sure about. And it all just, boom, it just happened. And, and some people started to make some donations, but absolutely everyone out there can, can go on the website and find out how that you can just donate to our cause just with a small do, you know, donation, send a check and, uh, it's helped so much. Yeah. We have, uh, David in Seattle. We're going to punch you in here and, uh, see what you have. And if you have any insight on any of this, or maybe just have a Christmas story to share with us. David. Well, I don't know if we got David here or not. Hang on, David. We'll try to get you punched in. Let me try that again there. My technical skills are not all that <laughs> savvy. David, are you with us? Nope, I believe we lost David. But uh, as Bob was saying, you know, th there's a place for everybody to be able to help. And, and you know, as we're one of the things you can do this morning is just go to the website, go to Jesus Labor of Love and look at these applicants. And this is something I tell my Sunday school class every Sunday morning. We go through a prayer list and stuff, and, and I encourage them to walk out of there with the mindset of every day something that was mentioned, they're going to lift that. Somebody is going to be laid on their heart, heart by Jesus Christ or by God to lift up in prayer. Look that list over and pick somebody out and be praying for them, you know, because God through prayers is not out of the miracle business, and we need to make sure we we understand that. But 
there, there's just so many. There, there's one on here also, a single mom who has a, a special needs son that's 18 years old and, and not able to to get around because her cars broke down. You know, I don't know how we're going to meet that need, but but I just know God is going to open some doors to do that. There's a lot of folks and a lot of need. And I'd like to encourage David to call back. I'm sitting in here at the buttons, and uh, I knew that was a mistake. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> David, please give us a call back, and we'll try to get you on the air. But, um, folks, there's just, like I say, there's so much need and this time of year. And, and when you mentioned the lady that had the breast cancer, I mean, can you imagine needing to get to your chemo treatments and stuff, and there's not a car in the family? So, you know, just... Just really, really, really would encourage everybody to <clears throat> go on the website and uh, figure out how to donate and send us a little check and help us out with this cause. Yeah, you know, and, and you're sitting there today and say, how can I help? I, Like I said, there's everybody who can hear our voice can help. And it can be just probably one of the most powerful things you can do is pray for those applicants. Pray for that ministry. You know, volunteer to be on that prayer team. Uh there's an application there to be able to do that, and it'll walk you through it. So if if you're not able to do anything but that, that's a huge part of this ministry. If you're looking at the end of the year, you know, people are looking to, to for tax write-offs to donate money and stuff. If you're sitting there going, you know, I'm just waiting for that one thing for God to lay on my heart, maybe Jesus' labor of love is that one thing. As Bob mentioned, there's an opportunity. Go in there. It'll, it'll walk you right through it, how you can volunteer i mean how you can donate money and that money goes directly to repair these vehicles i mean that, that's one of the you know all these organizations will tell you you know all the money goes directly to i can sit there and tell you all the money goes and more than what even comes in to repair these vehicles and to be able to be to meet the needs of the applicants and stuff a lot of times when you get a call about a donation if you'll just take a minute to uh say what percentage you know, goes to the actual help, you know, the actual cause you're asking about. And they have to tell you, and they have to tell you truthfully, and it will amaze you. But uh, right here, folks, 100%, you know, there's no administrative fees or anything. It's all volunteer-based, and uh, the people take care, taking care of the donations and everything are volunteers. And so we don't have to pay them. But uh, just an awesome, awesome, awesome way to help somebody really that's really in need. And it's and it's tax deductible. It's a uh, you know that's another great opportunity to 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 be able to give. And you know another way that you're looking if you're a repair facility and in one of the areas where we're short on repair facilities, or even if it seems like there's a lot there, you know if God's laid that on your heart that this is an area you want to, in 2016, to give back to the community, give back to those that need, you know, I encourage you to fill out that application and, and get on board because we never, ever, I can never imagine us having too many facilities, repair facilities. And you think that, that you know, if I do that, I'm going to be just slammed with, with all these people wanting that stuff in the whole process, the... Uh, uh, the application process and getting references from churches and, and you have to put all that in there. So it's, you know, we try to make sure that, that nobody gets overwhelmed with the needs, but also make sure that they're legitimate needs because we all know that, that not always is it legitimate needs out there, but you know what? 
that's another thing God calls us to do is to, to help and not be really the judge because he'll be the judge of that. He'll take care of all that. Wanted to get back uh, for a second to uh, where we were talking about the old days and the Christmas stories and everything. I wanted to make sure I got this one squeezed in there. But uh, my dad's family, there were seven brothers and sisters, and we all, absolutely every one of us, got together. All the brothers were there. All the cousins were there. And this was all at my grandparents' house. Um, And just to have everybody there on Christmas morning and all of us, I was one of the younger kids. There was a few that came along after me. But uh, I was one of the younger ones. They were boys uh, 20 years old when I was born. So, uh, But this that young core crew that was there that year, for all of us to get to, get to share Christmas together and just that, all that excitement in that house will be the Christmas memory that I take with me to my grave because it was just a really, really spectacular thing. Yeah, like I said, it goes back to it's just, you know, so important to be able to be with family and stuff. And we sometimes when we have family there, we can take it for granted. Um, and, you know, when you when you think about Christmas and, you know, it's sort of behind us now. You know, God, we think we some we're going to wrap up the end of the show talking about one of the greatest gifts that mankind has ever had and how many don't ever open that gift up. But once again, uh, lay it on your heart to help us out with uh, Jesus' labor of love because the needs are there, the legitimate needs, and just be Christ in their life in a, in a small way. Okay, Bob, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, what was your favorite Christmas gift? It can be this year. It can go on back a few years. Wow. I, did, I, I should have I, warned you on that question. Well, that's I? all right. That's <laughs> all right. I like surprises sometimes. <laughs> but I can't help but just, just immediately realize that my favorite Christmas gift was the joy and the peace that I got last year out of that show and and the the impact it had on me. I mean, to have lose to have lost my mother the day after Christmas changed Christmas dramatically for me. Uh and then years later, now that was way back in ninety three, the day after Christmas in ninety three, I lost my mother and uh Rob was just like six years old then and everything and you know, and I kind of got back to where I, my joy was pretty good, and 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 I was doing good with Christmas again, and uh, but then years later, in 2011, on uh, November the 18th, just just about a month before Christmas, I lost my dad, and uh, you know that changed it up for a little bit too, and uh, just it just it was just different because we always went up to their house and. Uh, you know, did Christmas there and or Christmas Eve there. We were always Christmas Eve family. And um, we'd always go up there and everything just seemed so different when both of them left. And then I, <clears throat> when I lost Rob uh, two weeks after Christmas, 
in 2014, you know, I was just, I just felt like, you know, Christmas would never, ever, ever be the same. And last year it was just the first one. And, um, and just getting to that, um, thing at church where everybody was there, the little kids were there and, and yeah, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to have a good Christmas and it just became 100% evident to me that, that I was and that I needed to every year after that. But the fact that we didn't get to that show this year really changed it for me. And Friday night we'd been to, uh, my wife's family gathering and she has a huge family. There was 50 of us there and, uh, ate most all the food and uh, opened the <laughs> gifts. And, but right as it was getting time to leave, I received a text from Rob's mother and uh, said she was going to the cemetery to light some candles. And so we met her there. And, uh, you know, being at the cemetery with other people is so much different than just going by yourself. So the very yesterday morning I got up and went there by myself and, uh, I was just completely unglued and, and, you know, the day before I talked with one of my buddies that had lost his daughter, he said, when I get down, Bob, I just have to remind myself that, that they the ones that got it made. We the ones stuck here. And I saw the Dolly Parton, uh, Christmas. What a great show. Great. Absolutely out of the park. They hit the longest home run ever. And that little girl, I can't tell you her name, but she is such a great little actress. And and, but if that movie don't touch you, uh, you know, it's it's all about forever. When it gets to the end of everything, you know, your relationship with folks here and this and that and other, um, you know, it's all about forever and they just did such a great job with that movie and i was just so touched by it i'd seen it before and i got to see it again last night but you know when the father was concerned that he couldn't uh he couldn't worship a god that would make him build a coffin and put his son in i pretty well came unglued for that one but uh you know just having the joy of forever it's not going to be any time at all. And I'm going to be back with Mom, Dad, Rob, you know, the whole young clan probably gets together yeah. up there every now and then. I guarantee you. Yes. And uh, there's going to be some good eating going on. <laughs> and, uh, it was just uh, it was just really, really a good thing to, to get my head screwed on right and remember that, you know, don't be sad for them. You can be sad for ourselves because we're stuck here with this to deal with, but what we need to do is do the best job we can while we're here and get our reservations made and, and uh, so that we get to go and uh, be a part of that great family reunion in the sky. Absolutely. You know what? That That is what Christmas is all about, is that gift that gives us that opportunity. And I'm going to do a shameless plug for a coat of many colors, the Dolly Parton story. If you haven't had a chance to see that, man, as a family sit down and watch it because that is a powerful movie and so well done and that i don't know what the little girl's name that plays dolly in that is probably does a i mean a phenomenal job and stuff and also if you have your family i mean if you have a, a child that's in town over the holidays i know this is an older movie been around a while is uh god god is not dead 
that talks about a, a, a couple young kids that go off to college and stuff. And I, I encourage you to sit down with them and watch that movie together. But as we sort of wrap up this this morning, uh, in closing, I want to once again remind you, lift up those applicants on Jesus Labor of Love. Go to the website, look those over, read them, and, and lift them up in prayer. And if there's any way that you feel God pulling to contribute financially as a service center or, or whatever, and also if you're in ears can hear us our voice this morning and there's some people that are the the the, the service centers this coming year, support them in a way when you need work done. Look to those Pull that website up and look because those are Christian businesses that are being ran as Christian businesses that are given back in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just encourage you to, to also support them in any way you can. But as we sort of wrap up, Bob, I just want to make sure that I take this opportunity. We, you know, so many times we've opened up our presents. It's the day after. We put them back in the boxes and the, the excitement of them is sort of wore off. Some of them we never even... You can look back and think of gifts that I never, you know, gave them to somebody else at a different time or never really appreciated that gift or saw the real value in it. That's what Jesus Christ was. That's the real value in Christmas. And you know what? That is the greatest gift to mankind. But you know what? It doesn't mean anything without his death and resurrection. It doesn't mean anything if we're not willing to unwrap it. It's just like that coat. You know what? We don't take that coat and wear it. We throw it off to the side and think it's worthless. We it, was, call them. it was amazing about the movie there, but uh, you're talking about the greatest Christmas gifts ever. And um, it's one that was actually under the tree. My brothers and I, we got a wagon that we all played with together. And we did get a, a sled that was big enough for all three of us to slide on together. And that made us work together and brought us together and things like that. But um, you're talking about the coat in the movie the other night. The way, you know, she broke her mother's heart. I don't want to give away too much in the movie, but at first she didn't have a full appreciation of the gift that her mother had made for her. And uh, she did run it to first, and then it changed, and it's just a great, great, great thing, but we all need to appreciate the way you put it this morning, the gift that was given to us. So many, It's here for everybody. There, That gift is here for everybody. If we just reach out there, unwrap that present, it's just a phenomenal change of life waiting for us. Yep, and, I, and, and my, my prayer and hope is that, you know what, surround ourselves with people that 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 are there to encourage us man bob is such an encouragement to you to me robbie is a great encouragement to me my church family and stuff and you know what don't miss those opportunities i think i just pray that in 2016 each and every one of us look to see where god is going to lead us because he's going to open doors that we're going to hesitate going through but if god opens that door there's a purpose and I love it, you know, when, when we always say, you know, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. Amen, brother. I, 